0: The man who discovered the Blood Moons is here with us. This is not good.
1: This is one bucket
2: of pancakes. The man of the toupee. He's on the front page of the There's no respect for white European males anymore.
0: Welcome to the Spin Doctrines Podcast, the podcast about propaganda and the people who peddle it. My name is Travis Reyes. I'm Kenny Vance.
3: I'm Amador Salazar.
0: Hell yeah. And uh, who are we talking about
2: today, fellas? Today we are talking about... uh, Roger, I don't know how to introduce him, Roger Stone.
0: <laughs> I have a, I actually have a video that I found, it's him talking about uh, Donald Trump on a, an episode of Howard Stern, from like 2005. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I want you guys to hear this and tell me what you think. <laughs> 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 yeah so uh that's him in 2005 talking about <laughs> donald trump on the howard stern show
2: it's yeah he seems pretty consistent that seems like <laughs> a, a oh
0: uh, every night when the sun goes down he has to a feral hog that's why he
1: (laughs) so
2: what do you guys know about Roger Stone I mean he's like one of the definitely more well known figures Uh,
0: I just know he's cool and fair to everyone he meets
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah he's one of the fairest Um, (laughs) I particularly love his uh, Nixon tattoo I think that uh, is really cool
2: yeah, that's pretty rad.
3: It's a good tattoo to have.
2: If, if you guys had, had to get a tattoo of a president's face on your body, you, like, have to pick one. Which one would you pick?
0: <laughs> well, I have, a, I have a tattoo of Barack Obama on my, like, right above my dick. <laughs> <laughs> I got it by accident.
2: Like his whole body or just his
0: face? It's just his face and his mouth open like right above Whoa. my dick and I asked a tattoo artist for like a, a big rose but they were like okay Obama and I was like no way and then he was done before I could stop him <laughs> <laughs> I don't know we know a guy who has a Ronald Reagan tattoo though wait what
2: <laughs> yeah that's true
0: yeah I don't want to say his name because fuck him but uh he's done. Jeff uh, Stone he's Jeff Stone <laughs> No, he's a um he's five hundred pounds and he uh does guitar comedy and guitar comedy? What is he, guitar
3: comedy?
2: It's like
0: comedy with Oh guitar. like songwriting? Yeah.
2: It's oh. like when you let your boots like when boots are made for walking, but a guitar is made for laughing.
0: <laughs> it's comedy that only this guitar is
3: made for laughing.
0: Uh, but yeah, he worked at, I don't know if he still does, but he worked at a pizza place. And uh, one time he delivered pizza to my mom's house and she didn't tip him because he has like a fucking big ass Ronald Reagan tattoo on his
3: forearm. It's just cool. That's gross. Yeah. It's, it's definitely not the president I would get tattooed on me. I As a consequence, I'm still thinking about that question because um, it's a difficult one. I think I'd put Trump on my back. Fuck it. Pull back? Or just like yeah. yeah, Just like just yeah, like a Steve old like portrait size. Of yeah. Mm. The pass is behind me, cause we're gonna vote him out, baby. Oh man, something weird,
1: <laughs> something weird
0: <laughs> some weird weird Twitter liberal did that where they got like a tattoo of Donald Trump on their back to like cause the pass Wait, is in behind it? me. And it's like, wait, what? Wait, that's serious? No, but it's something. I wouldn't be surprised if, (laughs) like, like, Brooklyn Voldemort mom, eighty (laughs) nine or some shit on Twitter did. I wouldn't be surprised.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, I can just kind of get into it if you guys are ready. Yeah. Let's do it. So, a little bit is he was born in Lewisboro, New York, in nineteen fifty two. Uh, I was surprised to find out that neither of his parents were in politics. They were just kind of like blue-collar workers. His mom was a stay-at-home mom. His dad was a well driller. And sometimes, I don't know why, it's just, he's sometimes the chief of the volunteer fire department. But. <laughs> Wait, what? Like
0: just sometimes
2: they're like, <laughs>
0: it's your turn
2: to be <laughs> yeah, chief I, I, of I the a...
0: fake firefighters? <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, I mean that's weird i like it was he like the only one and that's why sometimes he was like like in other words they they had no one and then he would just like be like ah oh, fuck my house is on fire uh, <laughs> let, me, let me put it
1: out with my own piss
3: i'm the head of the volunteer fire department I think that's
2: how it worked. Like, he was the guy most seen by fire. So they were like, you're it by default.
0: (laughs) He's just an arsonist. (laughs) And they're like, this guy, like, knows where all the fire... It's like how Peter Parker is always where Spider-Man is. And no one questions it. They're like, this guy... This guy's, like, always where the fires are. He's, like, really good at finding fires. But he's just (laughs) starting fires in... Lewisburg, New York, or wherever the fuck he's from.
2: Yeah, in 1960, uh, his elementary school held a mock election. Um, it was the uh, Kennedy's first time running for office, and uh, his parents were for Kennedy because uh, they were Catholic, so they were just for Kennedy. And so his elementary school held a mock election, and Roger Stone apparently went around to every kid at his elementary school and told them that Nixon was going to make them go to school on Saturdays. Whoa, what? Yeah. And so Kennedy won the mock election by like a landslide victory. <laughs>
3: <laughs> nice.
2: And they asked Roger Stone about it. And he said, this was the first time that he understood the value of disinformation. And then he like looked into the camera. Cause this was like a documentary. He goes, but of course that's the only time I ever practice it. Like he said, Ain't I a little stinker like type of
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just picturing like a little tiny Roger Stone going up to all the other kids going, Hey, yeah, yeah You guys want if Kennedy, this other guy's gonna make you go to school on Sundays? And they're like, Oh shit, we should listen to this guy. His dad's the sometimes police chief or fucking whatever. <laughs>
3: Fire Chief. Fire Chief.
0: And then, like, this little psychopath's like, ah, if I lie, I can get what I want.
2: (laughs) It was hard for him to make that argument because at that time, he still had the... uh, He was, like, eight, but he still had the Nixon tattoo.
3: (laughs) 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 Yeah, actually, that Nixon tattoo, now that you've just... Now that I've just learned this story, is even weirder, like... (laughs) It got it young. You got it real young.
2: <laughs> so that was the, like first thing that he did, like like first political story, I think. And I think that was supposed to be like a charming kind of story, but it definitely wasn't considering what he went on to do. Uh, yeah. When he was 12 years old, uh, his neighbor gave him a copy of the book Conscience of a Conservative by Barry Goldwater. Oh, that's a
3: cool thing for an adult neighbor to do to a
1: child.
3: <laughs> <laughs> do you imagine like how how did that happen? Like I don't know, r- r- baby Roger Stone is taking out the trash, and like the fucking neighbors there, like at the same time, and they're like, "Oh, hey, buddy, like here's this r- this great book. I wasn't gonna throw it away. It's not what I was gonna do in this. Oh, I,
2: I imagine that's definitely what it was. It was like trash." And it's like, oh, is that a book? It's like, yeah, whatever. I am throwing it out. You want it? <laughs> like if we had been like ten seconds late, Roger Stone, as we know him, would have never existed.
3: Man, somebody would you would Kenny, would you kill a baby version of that neighbor? <laughs> Knowing what you know now. You don't have to
0: kill the neighbor, you can just like get the book. I don't know why you're jumping at <laughs> Yeah. You could intercept the book and like put like, I don't know capital like volume one of like mark's capital
2: in the trash can and it'd be like oh but apparently he read the book in like a day and it like changed his life forever how was old that... was he at this point apparently he was 12 so i think it was a lie because yeah, he lied about everything he's so goddamn he never... liar he's yeah. never read a book in his life <laughs> but he said he, he said he wrote it, read it in a day, and then, like, covered his bike in Barry Goldwater stickers and went to school every day with a Barry Goldwater pin. And, uh, yeah, I think did that's he, when he became a Did he get beat up a lot as a kid? You know, I didn't find out a lot about his, like, childhood. But I would assume if you were showing up to your school with, like, a Barry Goldwater pin, you <laughs> <laughs> <kicked> a lot. <laughs>
0: And your bike that's just covered in Barry Goldwater stickers?
3: Yeah. It's You're, a perfect foil. No one will steal
0: it.
2: <laughs> that's true. And your dad's a local arsonist. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> that's a fun fact. Hillary Clinton was also a... Uh, a Goldwater gal. A Goldwater girl, yeah. yeah. She yeah. loved herself some Barry
3: Goldwater. So her and Roger Stone. <laughs> the same... You heard it here Remember? first.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A hot take.
0: Fuck, who was it that Who is it that Hillary bragged about being endorsed by to uh, Kissinger? Remember when she was like uh, Kissinger yeah. endorsed me, and Bernie's like, that's not good. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> My grandma told me, and she was a very religious person, but she told me uh, that. At that time, there was a lot of people that thought Henry Kissinger was the Antichrist. So that's
1: weird. (laughs) I mean, he is. Your grandma's
0: not wrong. He is the Antichrist.
2: So, after that, there was not much else about his childhood. Uh, He just became obsessed with politics. Apparently, he originally wanted to be an actor. But after reading The Riveting Adventures of Barry Goldwater, he decided... (laughs) so when he was in college apparently and i don't understand this story but this was something that i found that he would convince people from his hometown to run for political office and that he would when he was in college and that people would give him a call like they had a phone in their dorm room and people would call and that's what him and his wife they would just hang out i guess fuck in his dorm room like grown-ass men from his hometown would call up and he'd give them political advice.
0: (laughs) What is this? What is this, like, 90s movie? What is this, like...
1: So that's the
2: thing about Roger Stone, is he... Everything, like, I could find about him is outlandish and, like, either obviously a lie or, like, even his, like, personal life. It's just, like, weird... Over the top stories of great things he's done or like political ops that he's run. But there's a lot of people who are also involved in those things that will come back and say, like, no,
3: he wasn't even there. So <laughs> cool. So he it's
1: has, like, he, it
3: sounds like, sorry, it, it sounds like he has like a story for everything. I just want to know the story behind his cool fedora hat that he wears all the time.
0: Oh, he got
1: Does he that. Have one for that?
0: He got that from the trash as well. His neighbor was like (laughs) (laughs) throwing out his Riddler Halloween costume and he was like,
1: ooh, a hat.
0: After he got done talking on the phone with a 45-year-old man about how to run his campaign. (laughs) Fucking loser. This
2: guy sucks (laughs) shit. (laughs) Uh, But that's where shit changed a little bit because he started um, he was invited I guess So he must have had some political clout because he was invited to work on Nixon's presidential campaign in 1972. And he worked in the, he worked with this guy named Bart Porter, who was basically, these guys ran a, was called like Nixon's Dirty Tricks campaign, is what it was referred to. And basically, uh, Bart Porter would send people around to like fuck with people's campaigns and do a bunch of shit. Like, one of the things he did was there was a – one of Nixon's uh, primary challengers was a guy named Pete McCloskey. (laughs) Man, he never stood a chance. No. (laughs) And uh, Roger Stone got sent to this guy's uh, offices in New Hampshire with – apparently Roger Stone went there with a jar full of, like, nickels and pennies and quarters and stuff. But it added up to, like, 300 Dollars or something like that, and he said he was from. So he went to this guy's like political headquarters and said he was from the Young Socialist Alliance of America. I was like, and I have a donation to make to Pete. <laughs> and uh, he asked for a receipt, and for some reason, the people on the campaign gave it to him, and then he leaked. And then Roger Stone gave the uh, receipt to the New Hampshire's biggest newspaper. So that's the kind of weird. Griffs that they used to run uh why was weird? it in nickels and pennies and dimes I,
1: I why have, they do I it change. Dude, I think,
3: it's it's a very it it's i mean it's a very nice subject like socialists are usually poor so it's like it has to be the donation has to be in change it's actually a really well thought out bit i mean i i, I think, think
2: it's just him being an <laughs> asshole Like you're gonna have to count it <laughs>
3: That too, but, you know.
0: Is <laughs> Roger Stone Borat? <laughs> um, oh, I haven't gotten that. You're skipping ahead. Yeah, it turns out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you
3: going? <laughs> uh, I feel like this, on some of these episodes, we've devolved into, like, everyone is actually Borat now. Yep. It's a, it's a good...
0: <laughs> That's what politics are. They're all
2: Borat. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, yeah, they ran stuff like that. And then uh, Roger Stone was also directed uh, by Bart Porter to hire a bunch of people to infiltrate people's campaigns as spies. Uh, he also hired somebody to infiltrate a peaceful vigil that was being led by uh, Quakers in front of the White House. So like, I guess Roger Stone would go out and just hire a bunch of shady fucks. But most of them were just this one guy. I have his name here. Uh Wait, what did he do to the Quakers? They just, like, showed up at a... He He sent sent this guy named Mike McMinoway around to, like, (laughs) infiltrate people's campaigns and protests.
3: Dude, you know that... I mean, this shit's happening right now, too. There's, like, a future Roger Stone who's had, like, their guys infiltrating, like, different like BLM marches and shit.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, the only thing is I don't think they're... I think that age of savvy is gone. So, like, the future Roger Stone's, like, that guy who, like, spray-painted that guy's driveway with the words Blacks Roll. Which was like J- that guy?
0: Or it's, like Stone,
2: <laughs> or it's, like, James
0: O'Keefe, who's just, like, all every single one of his, like, schemes ends with him getting arrested. <laughs> like, it's just... <laughs> Like, it's just this, like, it's just a bunch of weird creeps who are like, I work with the FBI, see? And they just point to their earpiece, which is just, like, a broken AirPod. And then they get arrested for Mm. (laughs) pretending to be. We're going to do an episode on that guy. Because that guy, (laughs) that guy sucks shit. But anyway. Sorry. Um, Do you have more about that uh, fucking Midnight? Or the.
2: McMinaway guy?
0: No, what's it, the White House like? The peaceful vigil that was
2: the Amish march. Or... Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, but it was. Uh, Dixon was already president, so this was his like re-election campaign at this point.
0: So they just like bullied the Amish people.
2: Um, if I had, they were Quakers, so if I had to guess, they were probably protesting like electricity, Vietnam, or something. I don't know.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. And they just had like or Mike Mike Wazowski, or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> be like, "Wow, I'm a Quaker, very nice," and just prank them. <laughs> yeah. So
2: most of that stuff was pretty irrelevant. Even Roger Stone was like, "Oh, none of these things had an effect." But what it did do <laughs> so he was, just was being a dickhead. Uh, I'm sorry. So he was just being a dickhead. Yeah, basically. He said their schemes. He said he doubted their schemes had any sort of effect, but it was, uh, of course, the Watergate scandal where there were investigators looking into Nixon's campaign, and Roger Stone's name came up, and obviously some of the shitty things that they were doing came up, and Roger Stone was actually named as was his name came up during the very public Watergate hearings, and. Just based on reputation alone, that's basically what allowed him to become the person that he is today. Because he was, like, 19 years old at this time. And they were like, oh, shit, there's a 19-year-old kid involved with, like, high-level, like, (laughs) well, (laughs) corruption. But also, like, this this 19-year-old kid's involved with, like, Nixon's campaign, so. But
3: this... It's crazy, like, the meteoric rise that he... I mean, I guess... It, I mean, yeah, if he was working for Nixon and was implicated in Watergate, that means, like, he was, like, up there in the campaign. Yeah, which is, like... Again, it's
2: one of, like, the story of Roger Stone is that he fucking lies about what he's... his level of involvement. <laughs> so he saw his name up on, like, a whiteboard of people <laughs> being named in the scandal. And he like obviously knew that it was better for him to not correct the record on that. (laughs) It was better to have that reputation as a fucking conniving asshole than it was to like,
3: do you think like he, I mean, he obviously believes in this shit, right? Like, no, no, you don't think he's like a, Like a, whatever, like a weird conservative libertarian guy or whatever? No.
2: I don't think so at all. I think he is, like, purely, uh, like, a political... I think he likes the game of politics so much that he, yeah, I think he just...
0: I don't know. I don't think he'd flip over, like, if all of a sudden Joe Biden and the Democrats decided to start, you know actually fighting fire with fire and was like here roger stone here's like 50 million dollars like come and do pranks for us
2: i don't think he'd do it i don't know because he like worked on like al sharpton's campaign at one point he's been hired by a lot of people as like a al sharpton yeah
3: Hmm.
2: (laughs) wait what did Al interesting I don't remember what it was he ran for, but it was like in the 90s he, or uh, early 2000s. It's he fat, worked on. It's when he was fat.
0: But Al Sharpton, it was like, he looked like the clumps. Is that. <laughs> did Al Sharpton? I'm going to look up what Al Sharpton ran for. He ran for
1: president.
0: Did he win? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, man. Absolutely not. Oh, no. Oh, that sucks for him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Al.
1: Yeah, I
3: mean, that's definitely true, I guess, that, you know, campaign, like, work, a lot of it is you can work for either side. Because sometimes if you're, like, if you're a consultant, you know, you're going to take money from anyone. So it doesn't matter who it is.
1: Yeah,
2: but if you're, like, a dirty fucking shyster that's, like, I want to do as much fucking dirt and get as much as I can, like... uh, Democrats are pretty fucking shitty, but, like, yeah, you go for Republicans every day of the week. Like, if you want to make money and accrue power and, like, be effective in any
3: capacity, you'd be a Republican. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm just saying, like, if... Sharpton hired him as a consultant like for a campaign like that's not necessarily out of the ordinary because Al Sharpton is also a a high-profile figure so like, I mean like who's gonna turn down that money like if you're a, don't know whatever a campaign consultant and And so
0: I'm sorry uh, I just looked it up so he ran he worked for Sharpton's campaign in 2004 Against Bush. Uh, but also he hates like the Bush family. He wrote like a book called like the Bush crime family, which is, I've never read it, but I see they have it like at fucking Barnes and Nobles and all those bookstores.
1: Hmm.
0: So that's where I've seen it. And it, yeah, I think I've sent you guys pictures of it. Cause they have like hundreds of copies of <laughs> Barnes and Nobles by where I work. <laughs> so I don't know what he did. Do you know why he didn't
2: like George Bush? Can he? No, there was definitely I can kind of get into that. So, the Republican Party in the past wasn't as shitty or batshit <laughs> as it is now in terms of like there were de- there were like different contingencies that made up the Republican Party. Like one of the reasons that Roger Stone was sent to fuck with that guy McLawsky's uh, campaign is because there was just a quote they said that he was attacking him from the left. So I think there was definitely a and in nineteen 19- yes. What happened? Are you there? Yeah.
3: Okay, sorry. Oh shit. What happened?
2: Uh yeah, so in like nineteen seventy seven, Roger Stone became head of the young Republicans Convention. And this was like credited as a push, kind of a solidification that the future of the party was going to be more like Goldwater-esque. So definitely, like Barry Goldwater's campaign and Barry Goldwater running for president was the Republican Party kind of like, you know, going in the direction that it was that it was going to. St- Like, start running the Southern strategy and appealing to fucking racist, white, religious fucking maniacs. So I would say, like, if the Bush family doesn't like him, it's probably because of that. And then also because in the 90s, he was him and his wife were outed as uh, swingers, like they would have sex with a bunch of different couples. And then he got outed in a magazine and the Republican establishment was like, We can't like publicly associate with you anymore.
3: Oh, oh yeah. So that 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 makes sense then because like I think the Bushes obviously had like a grip on like evangelical voters and stuff like that. So yeah. I could see some sort of like moral majority type <laughs> people in a party wouldn't look Which kindly is- Kind of
2: insane because that's kind of the strategy that Roger Stone helped create. Was the moral majority, the silent majority? Yeah, but the
0: Bushes like believed in the weird religious shit. Like you can say what you want about George Bush, but he's like a legitimate like weird Christian freak. (laughs) And I don't think like Reagan or Reagan or Nixon or Trump or. I don't think they actually give a shit about God at all, but the Bushes cared about God a lot and murdering South Americans in coups. Those were like the two things they liked. Uh, when I googled a Roger Stone um, Bush family, the first thing that comes up is his, an Instagram post of him talking shit about uh, Barbara Bush being dead. <laughs> this is what his instagram says um she had a countdown clock for at real donald trump presidency question mark and then he continues well she's dead and he's president who won that one nasty rude vindictive entitled self-important that's the woman i had several unpleasant encounters with he posted this like the day she died or he's just like Donald Trump's president. You're dead. Who fucking won now? <laughs> George Bush's
1: <is laughs>
3: dead mom.
0: <laughs>
3: uh, fuck man. So he's good. So, you now. know, it's it's interesting that he, you know, he built you know this movement, and then it came around and and canceled him. Man, it's a sad day. Cancel culture is run amok.
1: <laughs> That's
2: how they would flip it now. Uncancel Roger Stone. That's now the slogan of this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> free free Roger Stone. Stone.
3: Yeah, free Roger Stone from the grips of the moral majority's cancel culture.
2: Well, and you know what's
0: funny too is like th- like those fucking with the Hunter Biden emails, like a lot of the shit I'm hearing they're trying to make stick is just like all the weird shit about him like smoking crack and, like, fucking a lot and being cool. And it's, like,
3: Roger... You can th- jobs, dude, for something.
0: Yeah, but Roger Stone, this is exactly what they did to you that you were, like, mad about. You got caught, <laughs> like... Like, because wasn't it, like... they talked about it in the documentary. Wasn't it, like, he had, like, ads? Like, wanted ads in the back of, like, fucking papers? Yeah. And he's, yeah. like, fuck my wife while I watch. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I guess there were things back in the 90s called swingers magazines which were like, you just advertised for people to come fuck you or fuck your wife in front of you, and uh, somebody found out that it was him, I guess. Because he's
0: like, it's me, Roger Stone. I'm a cock. Come fuck (laughs) my
1: wife.
3: (laughs) Man. That's a crazy uh, magazine subscription. He's like, pay and then you end up fucking Roger Stone's wife. That's weird. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> what a weird world.
0: I'm sure what it was like possibly... more what if it was self published? What if it was like a zine and Roger Stone? It's just like one page and it's just like fuck my wife, please. They just gave it out like in like bookstores and like fucking punk shows.
3: Yeah, yeah. Just some super punk like, <laughs> it's like
0: a fucking fanzine from like yeah. but all about fucking his wife. Like he interviews the people that banged his wife and do You want do you wanna be featured in my magazine? Call this number, fuck my wife, and I'll interview you for <laughs> life magazine. Oh uh,
2: um, a little bit else is that uh him and this guy named Terry Dolan, who was like the best man at his wedding, uh, they formed a Political Action Committee called the National Conservative Political Action Committee or Nick Peck, which was uh basically formed after the Watergate scandal happened and they were like, uh oh, fuck, we need to do like pop, uh, campaign finance reform to some degree. And that's Wait, basically Roger when Stone said that no, the Congress and like the lawmakers. Oh are, like, okay. I to- thought you said Roger Stone formed this committee. No, he formed a Pack, a political action committee, as a way to get around to skirt campaign finance laws. And that's basically when all PACs and super PACs came about as ways to uh, funnel money into a campaign without directly funneling money into the campaign. It's kind of like one of those unspoken political action committees are allowed to raise endless amounts of money and spend endless amounts of money on behalf of any candidate. But they're not allowed to coordinate with the candidate, which is one of the dumbest fucking things in American politics is that everybody's just like, oh, yeah, no, they're not talking to each other. Yeah, they're not talking talking to the weird
0: coke nephew who makes Tommy Bahama shirts.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You know, also, too, though, like... these people don't even need to like you know talk to each other on the record like a lot of these assholes like have similar agendas and yeah. they could be you know i don't know trump likes golfing i'm sure a lot of uh, a lot of money talk is happens on the golf course you know it's
2: yeah and i'm i'm sure there's nothing to stop people who are close to the campaign or close to the candidate right. themselves from Leaving their position, whatever it is, and working for the pack and knowing how to spend that money. Yeah. If even that though, there's absolutely, at least in my head, there's absolutely no way that campaigns don't aren't obviously always in direct communication with their packs. But
0: yeah, it's like a very weird thing that, like, for one to just like. To be like, you can give this person money, but you can't talk to them about, like, what you want. It's like, well, you're not giving someone money for political reasons unless you, like, agree with what they want already. You know what I mean? It's not like – like, I want to just give Kanye West or Donald Trump money because I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I have extra. (laughs) (laughs) So it's weird to like think like you're not giving – like you're giving them money because you're on the same page like fucking already. You like the fascism they want to do and you want that to happen more. So you're like, here's a million dollars of
1: – Yeah. yeah it, 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 it
3: These packs are also going to know like, hey, these are the battlegrounds. Like, these are the battleground states. They, they're going to know all of the basics. Like, this is, yeah. I don't know. We're getting hung up on you They're know, obviously
2: political the <laughs> like, What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, yeah. The dumbest thing. Also, uh, how great was it that after Bernie dropped out, they were like, what, what Bernie surrogate was it that was like, I'm going to go form a pack for you, Bernie? And, and it was obviously not a good idea.
3: I, I think it was uh, Chuck Rocha.
2: I'm not sure. It
3: a, I don't remember. The, it was the actually
2: Chuck Lorre,
0: like... Chuck, Chuck creator yeah, of Chuck Two and a, a Half Men, a half men and Mike and Molly. <laughs>
2: that's, Bernie, that's Bernie's favorite fucking sitcom is Two and a
3: Half Men. And he just watches it and laughs. <laughs>, laughs. That's the only money that he's succumbed to, though. I mean... <laughs> it's the c- CBS
1: sitcom
2: okay money? That. Yeah. Yeah. We so both this is weird. where... Uh, I got super depressed and not happy reading about Roger Stone because this is where shit like, really starts happening for him. Because he gets approached by the Reagan campaign and basically gets uh, given the entire northeast uh, region of the United States to coordinate a strategy and, and campaign for Reagan. And uh, Roger Stone gets a Rolodex, as he says, of, <laughs> uh, reagan's contacts in the northeast and new york area uh most of those people he said uh were like old actors and actresses and a lot of dead people apparently but he said there was a uh, one name that really stuck out to him and he arranged a meeting with this guy and that was a uh, very famous anti-communist mobster lawyer roy
3: Cohn. oh cool oh shit <laughs>
2: And apparently, he first he arranged a meeting with Roy Cohn. And the first time he met Roy Cohn, Roy Cohn was sitting with this guy. I forget his name, but his nickname was Fat Tony. I know that that, that doesn't narrow That's anything. That's the monster out. from <laughs> The Simpsons.
0: Monster. I was gonna say I'm gonna Google that, but I'm, I guarantee what's gonna come up is just the monster from The Simpsons. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony uh, Anthony uh,
2: Salerno, Salerno, or something like that. Yeah, it was uh, one of the heads of the Genovese crime family, and which is good. It's it's good when you're hanging out
0: with the insane anti-communist guy who hangs out with (laughs) fucking mobsters. That's good.
1: Yeah, so that was kind
2: of. Wasn't Roy Cohn also like recently in the news with the Trump? Oh yeah, he was Trump's lawyer. Yeah, then he what?
0: yeah he was like super pathetic about the whole thing.
2: Roy Cohn was or Trump?
0: Cohen was because like, uh. when they questioned him, he's like, "I don't know.
3: I'm sorry." Oh jeez. <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. That's awesome. At least he apologized. He like ruined a lot of people's lives He was fucking <laughs> Hey but he said sorry Kenny and That's all that matters
2: uh, I kind of skipped ahead But yeah that's also how Roger Stone Met Donald Trump in the early 80s was through really Cohn mm. And I also found out too That one of Ronald Reagan's campaign slogans Was let's make America great again So I mean they're yeah. just
3: rehashing <laughs> the <great. laughs> dude, oh, They,
2: just, they yeah. just took away the let's oh.
3: Bill Clinton said it, too, at one point. Dude, Bill Clinton also had an ad about hope and change, uh, which Obama ran primarily on that stuff. I remember being in a political science class at UTSA, and, like, our professor just playing a Clinton ad, and I was just like, oh, my God, all of this shit is fake. I was I was 18, and, like, you know, I I thought Obama was cool, so...
0: He's cool. I thought Obama was cool. He has a bomber jacket and sunglasses. That's cool.
2: I couldn't yeah. vote. I couldn't vote in 08, but I could have voted in 2012, but I didn't. But I probably would have voted for Obama a second term in 2012. I
0: voted for Obama twice. I might do it a third time too. <laughs> well, oh. <laughs>
3: Dang. Do you guys see the?
2: This is getting off topic, but we should. Do you guys see the fucking Obama speech against Trump? No,
3: no. I, no I it's
2: like obviously, if you like know about Obama, it's kind of like oh, he's so fucking like disingenuous. But like, it's like oh, fuck. If Trump had to run against Obama, he'd be fucked so hard. If he had to run against anyone whose brain wasn't bleeding out of their
0: ears, he would. You would be crushed.
3: Um, yeah, I mean, Hillary's brain wasn't melting, but she was yeah, a woman, I mean, though. Right, I, you know, they, we all know how our podcast so feels about ladies
0: be. being presidents. They can't do it. Like they physically can't do
3: it. That's. I think I don't know if that's dunking like a, a basketball. It's just
0: no, dunking a I basketball and being president are are the two things ladies can't do. I'm sorry, it's science. Ask Noam Chomsky; he'll agree.
3: <laughs> Chomsky, come on, spin dog pod. We're gonna talk, shit talk about. about, ladies. about... <laughs> it's like, wait—he's he, probably gonna be like, just starts like before we even ask anything, he just starts going into like, vote for Joe. You gotta vote for him. The election's over.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, vote for Joe, please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, sorry. Uh, so where were we at? He, um, uh, Roger, so he worked- Sto- is working for fucking Nixon. He's Ronald hanging Reagan. out with mobsters and Roy Cohn.
2: Oh yeah, and uh, I forgot to put this out there, but his mom once said of Roger Stone, she said, "You're not a Catholic. Uh, your religion is the Republican Party, and your God is Nixon." Whoa, his mom said this him? So, yeah, which I guess I don't know. I read that quote, and I was like, I, I hope she was being, I, I wonder, I don't know what tone that was, like, your God's Nixon. my God's Jesus, and we're like, the same.
3: <laughs> but, wait, 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 wait but, but, but like, but wasn't his, weren't his parents like JFK supporters, because they're Catholic, and that was the that. only
2: reason, I think, that's the only reason they supported him.
3: Mm, okay.
2: As far as I could tell, <laughs> they didn't put a lot of thought to it. The dad was too busy being near fire, and the mom was too busy being at home,
1: so they didn't have a lot
0: of time. Yeah, they were just like, "This guy's Catholic, and he's definitely not mobbed up."
3: This is, <laughs> this is the same. This is the same coalition Joe Biden has. He's Catholic,
0: and definitely, right? well, yeah. Joe Biden's not. I was gonna do the same thing. Joe Biden's definitely not mobbed. Joe Biden's not mobbed up. The mob would have fucking trust Joe Biden.
3: <laughs> i don't know like maybe not I, I think mean, the financial mob- criminals are on his side yeah but those are like the
0: boring wolf of wall street i'm talking about the sure. good he villains like the fucking
2: goodfellas and irish because like the mob obviously trusts trump trump obviously has mob ties. Yeah, trump
0: did business deals he bragged
2: about that's it all the true. time
0: he's like that's i work with
2: mobsters <laughs> I had a, I had, a, I had a joke I was writing about that where it was like literally that scene in Goodfellas where that guy after like the Murray's wigs Heis, and the heights and after they do like the Lufthansa heist and that guy shows up in like the fur coat and like up gets murdered immediately like
0: oh the guy who gets <laughs> ice picked in the car yeah <laughs> yeah they are talking about the Murray's wig guy because that oh, could also be Trump. <laughs>
2: So also at this time in the 80s, uh, Roger Stone started a lobbying firm, which did something that no lobbying firms did at that time because it was not seen as like a kosher, clean thing to do. And that is that they also helped run political campaigns. And then as soon as they got people elected, they would turn around and lobby the same people they just got into
3: office, which was
2: obviously a conflict of interest, but is now a very common practice. In Washington. Yeah, I was going to
3: say, setting that precedent, sunglasses on, So jets Rod- fly overhead, fire everywhere.
1: Roger right? Stone,
2: in effect, kind of helped create modern-day super PACs and modern-day lobbying. Neat. <laughs> oh, we're hanging right. out with the mob. Uh, his lobbying firm was part of a multitude of firms that were referred to as the Torturer's Lobby because they represented... Uh, war criminals and brutal dictators that tortured and slaughtered people. Fuck
1: yeah.
2: Whoa. <laughs> um, like, I have a list of the... One of them was Mubutu of the Congo. Oh, uh, neat. Uh,
1: <laughs> that's that's Ferdinand, neat.
2: Ferdinand Marcos of the Philippines and a lot of others. Uh, so yeah, they basically took these guys' war crimes a lot of these people were also backed by the CIA yep. and pro America, and Roger Stone would lobby on behalf of them to Congress. And not only that, he would get Congress people elected and then lobby the same candidates that he just got elected to do shit and terrible things. So, mm. And also a part of his lobbying firm was uh, Paul Manafort, who... Also got arrested and in trouble. <laughs> Another, like,
0: pathetic guy who is uh, <laughs> on TV going, oh, man, I'm sorry. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. I'm so sorry, dude. Oh. Oh, damn. I got fucking tricked. Oh, shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that these people got to, like, are are now making these apologies. Like, look, I got duped. But I'm, like, a normal guy, but it's like, you ran a lobbying firm on behalf of war criminals. Like, you're... (laughs) Yeah, it's,
0: uh... That's fucking insane. It's also also super funny to me that, like... Because what year was this? Like, the 70s? This
1: was in the 80s. Like, early, mid-80s.
0: Yeah, so it took, like, 30, almost 40 years. (laughs) Um... For some, for, for the, a lot of these guys to get taken down, and it's all just because like, Trump is so shitty at crime. <laughs> <laughs> That's.
1: Like, it makes yeah. like the
0: Manaforts was- and like the Cones when they were like, oh shit, I, oh man, I, I regret doing this. It makes it like, it makes it like so much funnier because they don't regret doing it, which you obviously already knew. They just, like, got tied to, like, the stupidest uh, president on earth. (laughs) Uh,
2: Yeah, and Roger Stone is basically, I don't know, the only guy that that worked out for. Because Roger Stone has apparently been trying to convince Trump to run for for president since, like, the 80s as well.
0: Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I've heard him, like, talk about that, Trump, where he's just, like, bragging. He's like, Roger Stone thought I'd be good. At being president for like years. And it's like, no, he didn't. He just like knew you're stupid.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And they also, Roger Stone worked on like pretty much every Republican presidential campaign from uh, George H.W. Bush, Ronald Reagan, Richard Nixon. I mean, he worked on everybody's campaign probably for like last 40, 50 years. Do you want to pause for?
0: Uh, I understand his internet went down, so I think we should just keep going until okay. Roger Stowe turned his internet back on.
2: So yeah, so the consulting firm did a lot of work for uh, torturers and terrible dictators. They also had giant corporate uh, clients like Johnson and Johnson and uh, Rupert Murdoch's <laughs> News Group, which includes, you know, Fox News, right?
0: Didn't Johnson oh, yeah. and Johnson get, like, in trouble? Because they're, like, they had, like, fuck, what do they have? Like, I was just reading about this recently where they're,
1: like,
0: they like, talcum powder had, like, fucking some shit in it that was, like, killing
2: babies. <laughs> <laughs> there was some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm sorry I don't know, like, the full story, but I, like, I don't know, I was doing research on something and then that came up and I was like, dude, what the fuck is, what the fuck? Hold on, I'm going to look that up real quick.
2: Uh, it's yeah. It's one of those stories that's like you always. I'm surprised to constantly find out how like evil, like Nestle is. Yeah, you were like a, <laughs> where like the CEO of Nestle's like water is not a drinking right, and also he has some toxic baby formula. a good. guy you're really boycotting
0: like all Nestle products. Because I remember like you wouldn't drink like certain brands of bottled water for, like, a while because, like, Nestle was...
2: Yeah, but you're fucked. I realized that quickly because Nestle is, like, in everything. And, like, you don't even know you're eating or drinking a Nestle product.
0: They have, like, those weird, like, how, like, all those big corporations have, like, how, like, Pepsi owns, like, all these, like, weird, like, mineral water companies and shit. And they just have yeah. all these off-brands. So you'll be drinking something you think's like, ethically sourced and then it's, like... Surprise, Nestle.
2: I forget which uh, South American country it is, but they have one of like the largest aqua- aquifers. Yeah, a lot of them, one of them has like this one of the largest like aquifers uh, in the world, like the la- one of the largest supplies of fresh water. And uh, you know what? Prob- I mean, Fuck it. It's probably Brazil because um, I think it's uh, Bolsonaro. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Bolsonaro was like, I'm gonna sell this giant fucking aquifer to <laughs> coca-cola i was like all right so cool they're gonna turn all the drinking water on earth into coke
3: well yeah think, dude by the way i think uh i think evo morales if i'm not mistaken one of the one of the demands that like brought him to power was uh i think nestle trying to buy up water rights and stuff like that in in bolivia as well so it it i mean it happened it's had been happening all over the place. See, that was uh,
0: a Pinochet yeah. thing where he was like, yeah, we're not going to let like Coca-Cola <clears throat> like destroy our country. And then, you know what happened there?
3: Well, by the way, uh, In peacefully. Uh,
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, that just reminded me Chile, I think just voted, uh, the Pinochet constitution out, uh, today.
1: Oh shit.
3: I think there was like a special referendum or something like that. Uh, wish i knew more <laughs> but yeah we'll, we'll talk um, about
0: that on wednesday or thursday whenever yeah yeah so johnson and johnson uh did get sued because uh their talcum powder had uh, asbestos in it and it was like fucking killing kids so
2: that' cool that ugh. roger
0: stone is uh on board with that
2: so just when i was like oh this Okay, so the people who made up Roger Stone's consulting firm was a guy named Charles Black, Roger Stone, obviously, Paul Manafort, uh, this guy named Peter Kelly, who I didn't bother looking up. Peter Television? Like, <laughs> but then there was also another guy that joined their consulting firm named Lee Atwater. I was like, Ooh, oh, okay. fucking Christ. What
0: was the guy's name? Something Black? What was that guy's name?
2: Um, Charles Black. That name sounds but, familiar. You know, they, I'm looking. They all up. represented like war criminals and 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 shit. So, so none of them.
0: Lee Atwater, huh? Fucking.
2: Uh, yeah, Lee Atwater, who is like one of the primo architects of the Southern strategy.
1: Yeah.
2: And then there's that famous tape of him saying very explicitly that oh no this is a racist thing we're doing
0: isn't he the guy that <laughs> lee atwater he's also the guy that said like he had like video of like fucking like nixon getting like butt fucked or something
1: oh i don't know but it, it sounds Whoa. like something i think say. one of those guys
0: said i'm gonna hold on lee atwater nixon butt sex <laughs>
1: yeah goose. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the,
3: the first photo that comes up of him is just like him awkwardly with a big cigar in his mouth oh his pictures are all insane looking
1: <clears throat> yeah uh,
0: okay yeah so that's how I know the name Charles Black this is probably from that same documentary yeah he was a well, campaign I'm... advisor for uh, John Kasich in uh, 2016, though, so, <laughs> which is Whoa. cool because isn't a uh, Kasich one of the the Biden boys now? Him yep. and the Quibby people. Yeah.
3: And he's one of the names being thrown around uh, for a cabinet spot. So, nice.
2: maybe you think like name? a lot of these Republicans are like staring down the barrel of like 50 years of their like fucking horrible policies that are like, oh and getting, like, last-minute cold feet with Trump? <laughs> well, we're absolutely it seems like well, they're all doing. backing Biden or something. Like, dude, just go in. Like, Roger yeah, Stone's they're... going full force into that fucking sweet bash puss. Like, why can't <laughs> you guys do that? <laughs>
3: I think there's, like, a weird rift. Uh, I, I think, in, at least in the Republican Party, like, we know that that's kind of the case ever since, like, the Tea Party came around and then, like... You know, now it's, like, the QAnon party and... Yeah, I think that...
0: Um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But I think oh. that, like, Roger Stowe and this fucking uh, Charles Black and Lee Out, At- like, those type of people are more Tea Party, like, QAnon freaks. Like, whatever, like, very fringe Republican thing is, they're going to go, fuck yeah, and they're just going to dive into that shit. And then all the 9 people are, like... Ugh, this is too crazy. We just want to like do covert wars, and they go and support like Biden, because the Lincoln Project's all like nine eleven people.
2: I yeah. think it might have anything to do with like the consolidation of power. Like obviously existing power structures as they are, like they want to consolidate as much as they can. But after a certain point, it just becomes fascism, and then they start weeding out that inner circle starts so getting thinner and thinner. Yeah, I don't know if a lot of those people are like, I don't have a future inside of a weird society where you worship Eric Trump as like our Jesus figure. Like, I don't think
1: I can survive that.
0: Well, we're for sure going to do an episode on the Lincoln Project at some point, but those guys for sure are using that money and they're just going to funnel it into supporting, you know, Republicans when this is all done. But uh, yeah. I think like the Roger Stones and those people are like they're more like grifters. Yeah. And they're just kind of like, Oh, it's, we know all the suckers are the fucking tea party, the libertarian militia QAnon people. We know those are the suckers. So
3: let's get them. Yeah. it It's weird. Like they're obviously like within the two major political parties, there's like different factions and stuff. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I like the, the the Roger Stone. If there is like a wing, it's yeah, I would agree. It's definitely on the QAnon libertarian weird. Well, his
2: wing does definitely won. I don't think there's any arguing that, or whatever horribleness that was the Republicans before Roger Stone and before QAnon. That's that's fucking done. Yeah, you, can, it, you you can't thread that line. I mean, Mitch McConnell might be able to until he's completely rotted into a weird fucking mummy corpse, but
3: <laughs> Yeah, we're I I think we're at a weird like crisis point because like uh there's like all these weird fissures between I I think both parties. I mean, Biden is constantly like placating to the right and um I mean, we can go more in depth on this like in a on our wednesday episode but like uh they were even saying that like warren is too progressive for biden's cabinet potentially so um all of these like people that are saying like oh like go for biden and then like Push him to the left. I will see what I, I don't see it happening at all, but yeah, um, yeah, all
2: right. So, uh, also at this time, before I'm about to get into like Bush v. Gore and like 2000s era Rogers, done, <laughs> but uh, also at this time, he was uh, Trump became a client of his consulting firm. And uh, wanted to open up some casinos in Atlantic City, and that would not have happened without Roger Stone,
1: who mm. got
2: the governor of New Jersey elected. Chris Christie. So he was able. <laughs> he got Chris Christie elected. Uh I got the fucking guy's name. I don't know. It's this guy named uh, Tom Keane. He was uh. the governor of New Jersey at the time. And yeah, a, so without Roger Stone, those fucking casinos wouldn't have happened. What did Roger Stone do to make that? Oh, he okay. got that guy elected. Oh, okay. I thought he did like he more got crimes. the governor of New Jersey elected. So fucking uh, Donald Trump was looking for
3: a casino license, and even all that on his side, he went into bankruptcy with his <laughs> casinos. So <laughs> I
1: yeah, just wish I
3: got famous. a little bit of a little bit of that fucking help. Like, can you imagine? Like, if smarter people like had that. I don't know, level of string pulling. Uh, it's insane. Yeah, Think about that. All the that rich right. people start casinos or
0: Quibi and they all fucking go under. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's crazy that Quibi was like, our entire business model is just screwing over like stagehands, people like <laughs> screwing over these fuckers. Like, our yeah, entire but,
0: business what's... model is union busting and also charging you for YouTube videos. And people are like, <laughs> I don't fucking want to do that. <laughs> Alright, so... So, this is the part of the but story yeah. Donald Trump's been introduced as a character. This is like yeah. the Scorsese scene where they want to introduce you to someone and then like a Rolling Stones song would play and then Donald Trump would like fall down an escalator and be like, <laughs> Can I have a casino, please? And there's fucking common Big Mac sauce around his mouth. Wait It's his own (laughs) (laughs) cum.
2: So yeah So at this point uh, Roger Stone met Donald Trump Through Roy Cohn, mobster lawyer And (laughs) has been trying to convince him to run for president For like 30, 40 years And then he finally did But um, in, In 1996 is when that Sex scandal thing happened Okay. that Roger Stone got called out for being a swinger. Mm-hmm. Which kind of, Roger Stone up until that point would be on like, on like TV, like national TV all the time talking about Republican strategy, talking about all this shit. And, and after that happens, like he's no longer uh, allowed to like be a face for the Republican Party. So he kind of becomes like an undercover, like kind of behind the scenes kind of guy. And uh, so, when in 2000, uh, he hatches a bunch of fucking like crazy um, plans to help basically help George Bush get elected. Like, for one, he convinced um, one of the things that he mentioned or that was mentioned was that when George H.W. Bush lost to Bill Clinton, there was a significant amount of votes that went to the Reform Party, which isn't a thing anymore, mostly because of Roger Stone, who in 2000 convinced Pat Buchanan (laughs) to run for president. Oh, shit. And then at the same time he convinced Pat Buchanan to run for president, Roger Stone leaked a bunch of stories about how Pat Buchanan was, like, fucking around on his wife.
3: Whoa, dude.
2: And at the same time, he also was convincing Donald Trump to flirt with running for president on the Reform Party ticket. Which effectively sunk the Reform Party into irrelevance at that point because Donald Trump was going out and basically calling Pat Buchanan a fucking, like,
1: Idiot. And like, <laughs> <clears throat> Doing what he did
0: like against Hillary, but like...
2: Yeah. <laughs> against yeah. Matthew Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of cleared up that problem. The Reform Party was no longer an issue. And then it came down to the... Uh, as you guys know, the Miami-Dade County in Florida. Uh, and that's when... Basically, the Florida was obviously too close to count, and they issued a recount. And at that time, Roger Stone and a bunch of other Republican operatives got sent down to Florida to fuck shit up. And that's what the Brooks Brothers riot was. Uh, especially So it basically came down to Miami-Dade County, and there was a lot of... There was a lot of ill feelings towards Al Gore and the Democrats by the Cuban community in Miami at that time because of, uh, I think his name was Elian. He was a Cuban Oh, Elian Gonzalez? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It
0: so, was like a big fucking thing when I was a ki- Yeah, when we were
2: kids. That all happened. So there was a lot of uh, ill feelings for the Cuban community towards Democrats. Um, wait, why? So why? Uh, because Clinton was president when Elian Gonzalez came aboard, and the Clinton administration's uh, policy was basically they want they thought Elian should be returned home to Cuba, and the, a lot of the Cuban expats in Florida did not want that to happen, and so Republicans swooped in and were like, "You just get asylum," and like we're being assholes, basically like. Obviously, they are not pro-immigration, but when it comes to scoring political bratty points off of a kid's life, they were going to do that.
3: Yeah. Uh, also, he's fleeing a, a communist country, so Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. And,
0: and to be – like a lot of the Cubans in Miami are, are – or <laughs> any of the ones that you see on Twitter <laughs> that are like – I grew up in a communist. I know what it's like. And it's like, if you do any research into their family history, it's like your family are like the weird, like white Cubans who like own slaves and shit. <laughs> like you're
1: Personals. the ones that like,
0: yeah. <laughs> you're the ones <laughs> that like Castro was like, you can't do this anymore. And they're like, oppression. And then they <laughs> left because they couldn't <laughs> have slaves. Or fucking yeah, own yeah. 55% of the, I don't know, like, Sugarcane trade in fucking Cuba. They were like, "This is oppressive to me,
3: dude." Have you seen? So there was like this organizer. I think for I want to say for the AFL CIO, but she had a shirt on. She's Cuban. She's from Florida, and she had a, that shirt that was like, uh, "No soy comunista, no soy fascista, soy con Biden," or you know, like just yeah, one of those tacky, fucking yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah is it where it's like you know i don't know communism and fascism are not the same thing so it's weird to actually like, like the
2: opposite i yeah I wish, I wish that bernie sanders like when they were like oh you said good things about castro i wish he would have just been like hey how come we never talk about like b- before the revolution like yeah, can we never about, talk about
3: batista <laughs> Fuck it. yeah why, why don't we ever <laughs> talk
1: about that <laughs>
3: What what if, like, the nice thing that Bernie said, though, was just, like, listen, uh, Castro's got a big hog
1: <laughs>
3: and, like, just, like, drops the mic and just, like, walks off. Like, what if that's what they were angry about? What if he just said, I
0: love Castro. <laughs> oh, shit, Steven Gratter's back. <laughs> it is so- weird because Bernie was, like, talking about, like, the reading programs. And, like, Cuba, yeah. and they're like, how dare you say a good thing about fucking Fidel Castro? And it's like... Yeah. Bernie, also, literally all Bernie the- needed to do was go, like, oh, so you don't think it's good that kids can read?
3: Yeah. And also, then by the way, like, aside from, like, literacy rates going up after Castro came into power, uh, they also have, you know, universal health care. And yeah. maybe that, that's why uh, another reason why Bernie was saying, hey, they, what they got, you know.
2: They also have a really cool thing in Cuba that's like a very promising treatment for lung cancer, so much so that it's been called a vaccine for lung cancer. So that'd be yeah. cool if we could get that. No, I could smoke all the cigarettes I want. <laughs> but communism. <laughs> <laughs> You're
3: going to yeah. have to move to Cuba, Kenny, I'm sorry to say.
2: Yep, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> so basically yeah there was a lot of ill feelings towards the democrats from certain parts of the cuban community and also uh, there's like how they got El Gonzalez out was awful uh, uh janet reno and all of them were fucking maniacs like there's this like there's a new documentary on hbo <laughs> that kind of goes into it but it Janet Reno is, like, giving this speech where he's like, we're going to try and do this as calmly and peacefully as possible. And it, like, cuts to, like, these, like, fucking coked-up SWAT officers, like, busting down walls. And, like, yeah, so it's a terrible... Yeah,
0: because who was he staying with? Who was Alien Gonzalez? Was it, like, family or was it just, like... It,
2: it was his mother's, I think, fo- like, it was... I wasn't her... I think it was his grandfather on his mother's side.
0: Yeah. And they just, yeah. Cause I remember that was like a big, cause when that was happening, I was like nine, 10 years old. And so all the kids in school were fucking freaked out about it <laughs> because it was <laughs> happening to like a fucking kid who was our age and we're just like, what the fuck is, it was like, I remember like, it was like a constant like topic of conversation at our school, how like fucked up it all was. So that's pretty cool of Democrats to just do all the wrong things and then be like, how are we losing? (laughs) (laughs) No, we're the party of the people. We're the good guys. Let's, like, break this old man's house down and, like, take his grandson.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, the 90s Democrats, like, they came into power and they were like, like, the only way we can – maintain this power is to just um, (laughs) through violence (laughs) yeah just just be like the Republicans but like with an edge to us or whatever so people don't think we're gay or or lame we're gonna do
0: coups but also play saxophone with (laughs) Arsenio (laughs) Hall yeah exactly that's all I knew about Clinton when I was like a little kid was like he played saxophone on Arsenio and that, like, animaniacs made fun of it. That's like literally all I knew about the president when I was a kid. I feel like that's still what most people
2: know about Bill Clinton. <laughs> yeah, they
0: don't know about him putting a cigar out in the lady's pussy. Oh, Jesus Christ. He did that. That's the thing he did. I know, I know. So, I mean, if you don't want us to talk about it, maybe don't do that. Maybe you don't have your wife have a podcast. <laughs> you think Hillary talks about that in her podcast? You think she has like? You think she has like Bill Clinton on like as a guest and do like a three hour Joe Rogan style podcast about how he like put a cigar out in Monica Lewinsky's pussy? She's just like,
2: Wait. why did you do that? You didn't put it out. You just put it. They just put a
3: cigar in there. Like, you know, I, like like smoking it? <laughs> I like my version better.
0: I like my version better.
3: Yeah, I mean, your version is definitely like Bill she Clinton like a on an <laughs> ashtray. <laughs> yeah, Bill Clinton on like a CD comic book. Like, you sh- you could do that comic book. You should do it. I, it's I'm like, sure people would buy It's it. like
0: Bill Clinton being like Beetlejuice where he's just like <laughs> smoking stogies and then Um, yeah, so that's like not a good uh, having an election when uh, <laughs> after the Alien Gonzalez thing is probably not the um, it's probably not the best thing for your chances in Florida. I'm guessing.
2: No, so the vote in Florida was close. The Miami Dade it came down to just that one county, which was Miami Dade County. And uh, there's a lot of a lot of fucking shit that happens there. One of those things was the Brooks Brothers Riot, which was made to look like a spontaneous uh, protest by Cuban-Americans that lived in Miami, which later came out that they were, of course, all these white people that showed up.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, isn't
2: that like a defining thing in the Brooks
0: Brothers Riot, is that they're just a bunch of like whites wearing like... Yeah. Jeff oh, they were
2: all, all of them. Yeah. All of the people that participated in the Brooks Brothers riots. They did not live in Miami. They weren't from Florida. They were all paid Republican operatives, of which they found out for sure because the IRS had records of the people involved receiving payments from the Republican <laughs> reelection <laughs> co- election committee. They're so
0: good at crime. Both sides, <laughs> Both sides are very good at crime. I like how they always leave a paper trail for their crimes.
2: So basically what happened was they triggered a recount. Uh, A lawyer with the recount asked for a uh, sample ballot or a test ballot, which I guess is a thing. I don't know why, but somebody saw him get this ballot and yelled out that he was stealing ballots. And a bunch of these white guys in suits came up and were threatening violence, which helped uh, stop the recount. They're like banging on the door, right, when they're trying to recount? So, yeah, Bush won by like 537 votes officially, but there was 10,700 uncounted ballots in Miami-Dade, Florida that have not been counted to this day. Also, um, not that it's related to Roger Stone, but there was a guy named Alex Pinellas, who was the mayor of Miami at the time, and he was initially plucked as kind of like a VP hopeful for Gore. Uh- but he fucked the entire Elian Gonzalez thing up because one uh, – well, he kind of was forced to walk a tightrope because he was a Cuban-American, miami Day mayor, and a Democrat. So Clinton's administration saying one thing, and then this guy, Alex Pinellas, is saying uh, – he basically goes out at one point and says, if there's any violence here in Miami, it's on the Clinton administration – so he kind of fucked himself over with the Democrats. But then they asked him, Like, he, like I thought, like, oh, okay, he's having like a backbone here. But no, because they gave him an opportunity to talk to Janet Reno directly.
1: <laughs>
2: and I was like, you want to say what you said before if, about how there's violence, it's on her head? And he just went like, uh,
1: mm, no
2: thanks, <laughs> please. <laughs> <laughs> so... That guy was supposed to meet Al Gore for a campaign event in Miami, but ended up uh, flying to Spain
1: instead. Because <laughs> he, he was scared?
2: Because he got fucking called out? By... Uh, no, but it, it, it came out later. So basically, he is the mayor, right? So a lot of people were saying Alex Pinellas could have ended the Brooks Brothers riot by just getting law enforcement involved or whatever. These people weren't supposed to be there. They were stopping the recount, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but he couldn't do that because he was in Tallahassee meeting with Republicans, one of which was drawing up congressional districts for Florida for 2002. And Alex Pinellas had aspirations of running for Congress. So, yeah, so that's why George Bush became <laughs> president. And uh, Roger Stone's involvement in it is Roger Stone says that he was the mastermind of it, and basically everybody else involved says he wasn't really there. <laughs> so <laughs> it's again one of those things that's like Roger Stone's just kind of like gets every negative story. Like
0: he's and like, like he's like a I weird. Mean, f- he's like Forrest Gump for like crimes. He's just there <laughs> when all the crimes are happening, and then he's like, "I did this thing."
2: I mean, like, he like, was involved, but not like. It wasn't his idea, for sure. That's what like, I'm saying. He's like Forrest Gump, because, like,
0: going back to Watergate, he's like, yeah, I masterminded this. Every, like, shitty thing, he's like, this is 100% I did it. And it's like. And then everyone else involved is like, yeah, he was just, like, hanging out. Or, like, not there. <laughs> and he's like, I did this
2: by myself. It's like. <sighs> so that's. Basically, yeah, he kind of just built up this reputation as like a dirty dealer, like the guy you go to if you want shit done. He's definitely, I would say, probably a a very effective political strategist and consultant and somebody like if you wanted a dirty campaign and you wanted to win, you should probably hire Roger Stone. Uh, I think his like he obviously you guys know, probably everyone listening to this knows that he worked on the Trump campaign until he was fired or he quit but Trump says he fired him. And, and then the guy who replaced him was a guy named Corey Lewandowski who was involved with sex uh, sex scandal and also got fired. And then the guy that replaced Lewandowski was uh, Roger Stone's partner in his firm, Paul Manafort. So definitely uh, a lot of Trump's reasoning for running in 2016 is because of Roger Stone. Roger Stone's been telling Donald Trump to run forever, so. I would say uh, Donald Trump's 2016 presidential run, by and large, strategy-wise, was a product of Roger Stone.
1: Hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, because Roger sense. Stone's the guy who, like, introduced him to, like, the InfoWars audience.
2: Like, we need to oh, get yeah. into
0: that, but Roger Stone, like,
2: Yeah. Roger Sorone organized uh, or got Donald Trump to go on InfoWars for an interview.
3: In right. Yeah. That was a good interview. I mean, Alex Jones, like, <laughs> beat his pants three times. <laughs> oh, well, daddy! Well,
0: like, <laughs> since, since like, the Sandy Hook things, like, we've all watched Alex Jones break down. And I do want to do an episode on him, but, like, I, I don't want to do it too early because there's going to be some insane shit that happened with him and like so i want to wait till he dies because he's gonna be dead soon <laughs> <laughs> but like 2016 like before the election like he still had like fucking big reach yeah he had like a big reach with like right wing kind of Now he wasn't even like fully right wing yet he was like a fucking weird libertarian 9 11 truther guy
1: yeah, that, he's
3: always kind of walked the line between, like, fringe, almost, like, in some sort of normalcy in the, like, Republican Party. Because, like, it's like, yeah, he's, like, talking about all this weird shit, but he also was, like, a Ron Paul person. So they intend there's, like, a an insurgent-type, you know, candidacy being run, like you can bet your ass like Alex Jones is somewhere there involved on some level.
2: Yeah. Also there was a, a quote from that documentary because Roger Stone also put Trump in call in like in contact with Breitbart, the daily caller and all these other like right. And there was a quote in there from Roger Stone that I printed out where he said, even if Donald Trump loses, I still win because the stone brand has been front and center and my brand of politics have become have come into their own CNN MSNBC are now the fringe alt-right communications are now the mainstream which I would say to an extent is true especially for the Republican base
3: yeah the Republican base spends all all its time on Facebook like spreading misinformation to each other like the whole time because it's just like a huge bubble
2: it's so I guess the scariest thing about it is like Roger Stone's philosophy and like the brand of politics that they run is so fucking like nihilistic. And like there's just it's just the most they have the most disgusting (laughs) view of humanity to like use any means necessary to Yeah. It's just like it doesn't mean anything. Like it's just like right, man. Like Donald Trump was right when he said he could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue. Even more so, he's killed two hundred twenty thousand Americans, and nobody gives a chance. Like it's yeah. I
3: mean, he's I yeah. right. Yeah, I, these. So I had like this visual, like thinking about <laughs> just like these crazy Republicans and shit. But like they are so self-important, and like they know that they can like change shit like pretty easily. Because, I mean, the Republican Party has money, and, like, you know, all those people have money. They're able to do what they can. But, like, all these people are nihilistic, so they're, like, you know, like, these comets, like... They're like an asteroid, or, like, a meteor shower that you see, like, up in the night sky, but it's, like, all bad shit. Um, yeah. Kenny, do you, have anything,
0: I... do you have anything about his uh, arrest? Um...
2: Not really. I kind of just got basic details. Like I don't know if you guys know that he was like charged by the Justice Department basically for lying a bunch of times and then like intimidating witnesses by saying I'm gonna kill your dog, Randy. Yeah, I was gonna
0: say so, yeah. He just he, he left like crazy ass voicemails on Randy Gretico's
2: phone. and said like, I'm gonna fuck kill your dog, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, yeah, so I guess I should say like yeah, you got. Convicted and, and uh, sentenced for that, and then his uh, sentence got commuted by Donald Trump, so he's a free man as he should be. Uh, oh shit! I just
0: saw this. It said that Stone testified that Critico was his wikilinks uh, go in between, but <laughs> this was a lie so to cool. protect Jerome Corsi, and Jerome Corsi like a fucking Infowars guy.
2: Well, wow. I think that was because Randy Credico at some point had done an interview with Julian Assange. Yeah, and I
0: think Randy was Randy Credico is also weird,
2: an InfoWars guy, if I'm not mistaken. There's also like a lot of weird shit where like I it's it's hard to say whether Roger Stone actually had contact with WikiLeaks. I don't know if he did or not because there's like a lot of conflicting information. About that, I think he, like, it's hard to say whether he did or not, because also, like, he also said he was, like, the guy that organized the Brooks Brothers, right? Like, how much of that's a lie, and how much of that is him trying to seem like he's politically savvy? I don't know.
0: Yeah. It's, um... One of the weirdest things about him getting, like, arrested is I remember them interviewing uh, Chad Johnson, who's this football player, Chad Ochocinco. About it because he lives like right next door to Roger Stone in like Miami. And he's like, Yeah, he's like teaching me about business, and he's like my mentor. And it's like, Oh, but
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, like, He's radicalizing you. Yeah, you gotta get a better. Uh, yeah. Wait,
3: Roger Stone is doing to Ocho Cinco what that neighbor, <laughs> neighbor did to
1: him.
0: Yeah, he's just gonna throw him <laughs> copies of fucking. <laughs> Barry Goldwater's books, and he's gonna catch it like a football, and like read a page, and then out of one of those like machines that shoots the football, and he's just gonna shoot out copies of the book. He'll catch it, read one page, toss it, catch it.
1: Oh, That's how he's gonna radicalize
0: Chad, Chad Johnson, the next Roger Stone.
1: Fuck. Dude. I also
0: found this, which is weird. Roger Stone for governor, uh, Legalized pot, gay marriage. He ran for governor of Florida in two thousand and in, in uh, twenty fourteen.
2: Oh uh, yeah, Roger Stone says personally he's pro gay marriage, pro marijuana legalization, and
3: uh, stuff like that. Yeah, it turns out all those things are great at swingers
1: parties.
0: Yeah, he likes to smoke weed and fuck boys. <laughs> <laughs> he was like a big part in like the Elliot Spitzer thing, right?
2: Roger Stone. Oh yeah. Yeah, I didn't take any <laughs> notes on that, but yeah, he, like, uh, he fucking hated Elliot Spitzer. I forgot what, uh,
0: because yeah, he, wasn't he the one, like, le- I could be wrong, but he, like, leaked it to the, pre- wasn't he, like, a big part the story getting out about Spitzer's, <laughs> I'm not sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He leaked like a bunch of information in the press. What was it? Elliot Spitzer was was it an affair? I forget.
0: was it an affair?
1: Yeah, I think uh, so.
0: Because he also because Anthony uh, Weiner was the guy who showed his dick to people.
1: Yeah.
3: No. I, Elliot Spitzer was the guy that was, uh, I guess, paid for sex, and it became a big deal. Uh of course he's married so obviously as far as like familial that is a big deal but which is which is weird because roger stone's definitely never not paid for sex like yeah. even his
2: wife like he has a penny worth a, a wheat penny for you <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> they probably have rival like swingers parties is what's happening and like roger yeah, stone and be... elliot spitzer like through the like and, like you know these are high-profile people that can have, like, you know, like, Elliot Spitzer probably had, like, the Clintons at his swingers parties, whereas Roger Stone had, you know, like, Barbara Bush. And it's like,
2: eh. And Alex yeah. Jones.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I I couldn't find anything to explain Roger Stone's, like, weird steampunk aesthetic. Either. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> like, my house is a cuckoo's nest. It's a uh, cuckoo, a grandfather clock.
0: I don't know. Yeah, we should just do an old episode on why he dresses like that. And also, was he like a bodybuilder when he was like younger?
1: Yeah, he's yeah. fucking
0: ripped. He's weird. <laughs> he's not ripped <laughs> now, but like, yeah. If you I mean, Google, Alex Jones,
3: probably hit the gym. Dude. That's how they probably how they met, dude. The have
0: you seen those pictures of young Alex Jones? He's jacked as shit. I don't.
1: Yeah. Fuck I don't you. Know up. When
0: he got not like that because he's been fat like since I've known about him, which has been like. Talk 22, 23 years <laughs> that like I've known about Alex Jones. So isn't it crazy?
3: Know. Like where Alex Jones is now, as far as like a cultural figure, and like think about like when you first heard about him.
0: Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I heard about Roger Stone because like in like middle school, high school, whenever I first started smoking weed, I got really into like nine eleven conspiracy theories. And he was like the guy you went to. And like a lot of people I knew that like introduced me to Alex Jones were, you know, more or less like lefty kind of people. They weren't like weird right wing assholes. Or they were just like fucking stoner idiots. Yeah. They weren't, you know what I mean? And then he just became crazier and crazier. Yeah. And now Roger Stone is working for him when he's at his peak fucking crazy. He's on his show all the fucking time, dude. Yeah. He's on the show like three Well, not so much now. When he was trying to get out of jail. Um I'm, I'm gonna end on this story because it makes me laugh. Um So when Roger Stone was trying to get pardoned, he would go on InfoWars all the fucking time and you know, beg for people to donate to his GoFundMe and like his, you know, to help his pay his legal fees and all this shit. And then when he got out, like, he didn't call Alex until, like, two days later. Like, Alex kept trying to reach him, but he wouldn't call. And he called on his show just, like, shit face and just hanging out with Man Cow, who's like, this DJ in Chicago. It's <laughs> like, shock, shock. And he's, like, sorry, I'm drunk hanging out with Man Cow. And now he goes on, but he's, like, less buying into Alex's shit. So he clearly was just using Alex Jones. Uh, He's got a platform. I mean, yeah, but not so much anymore. He's like, we'll, we'll talk about that on an Infowars episode. But, uh, yeah, that's Alex started. Jones.
2: Sorry, what? hope he died. Uh, I hope Alex Jones dies in so we can do an episode on it. I do too. I'm
0: seriously <laughs> yeah, I didn't waiting. Know that, for that was that. the
3: requirement.
0: It's not the re- it's a requirement for him because I don't know a lot of these people. I f- feel like they're at their peak, crazy. <laughs> or they're like Dave Rubin who it's like, oh, you're just like a sad dummy. And everyone's realizing you're a sad dummy. And you're just going <laughs> to fizzle out. But with Alex Jones, Alex Jones is a fucking tank. And I saw it at the protest in fucking the George yeah, Floyd protest. I saw his troops. fucking Infowars tank. He has like a fucking yeah. armored hump He has like a SWAT vehicle. And he drives around screaming in a blowhorn about that. Like the second... Sh- like if Trump loses that guy's going to have an aneurysm and die on air. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we're not covering him till he's dead cuz I don't trust him to not do something insane that we miss out on. But uh yeah. That is our Roger Stone episode. Uh he's a creepy little dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a good way to end it. Yeah, I'm trying to put it to words,
2: like, just... I would say, I don't know, I would say uh, he's way more relevant than he ever should have been, and he's basically, I don't know, he's like one of the the architects to modern-day Republican politics, especially in terms of their disinformation campaigns and their cynical ploys, and, like, QAnon and all that shit. Like, that's, like, right up Roger Stone, Alex Jones, that's right up their alley, that's the kind of crowd that they play to.
0: Yeah, it feels like especially right-wing politics have become more into like what these French because like with like the Nixon, Reagan these freaks were like operating kind of in the shadows (laughs) and now they're just like outright being like let's do the weirder shit we can do. Let's like let's like leak emails of like Joe Biden's crackhead son posing like fucking pj harvey in a bathtub let's fucking do that shit it's like what do you <laughs> i don't care about fucking hunter biden's grunge photo shoot that he did i don't care but they're just like anything to like shame people and just be dickheads and like assholes it's like that's what rises. this is like the kind of politics roger stone wanted
2: yeah i think i don't know Hopefully, for, I don't know, but I don't know how, like, well that plays, though, once he becomes, like, a public, once that's all, like, out. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it, once he's, like, the face, and those types of people are the face of the organization, like, I don't know how long that Yeah. they're able to hold on to that. Because it's pretty fucking unseemly.
0: Well, to me, it seems like they got their guy they wanted in office with Trump but they don't know what to do with him because Trump is like so much of like a force (laughs) of chaos that they're just kind of like, dude, what the fuck? Like, we don't know what to do with this guy. This guy's like on TV going like the birds are all going to die because of windmills. And they're just like, what the fuck? Okay. Like
3: it's true.
2: Bush was, Bush was stupid, but also like, I don't think was, that's why it's such a cynical thing though. Like with Trump, like, yeah, he's the perfect candidate. But because he says shit like the wind causes cancer, because while he's saying the wind causes cancer, and everyone's flipping the fuck out, yeah, they're like bailing out fucking huge corporations to the tunes of billions, billions of not trillions of fucking dollars. So like, see, yeah, I, think I, I
3: mean, even worse than that too. Like they will take like systems that have been developed um i don't know like the epa and then like make it harder for those people to actually work there or you know they just it's like even worse than like giving the money to the billionaires like that's all like already like that was already set in motion by you know like previous people and like that's just like a continuation of like the same old fucking rigmarole as far as like like you know us being highly a highly unequal society uh but then yeah like you take uh, I don't know, all these like crazy like fringe people put them together and like uh, yeah, it's...
2: dismantle education, dismantling yeah, environmental protection everything yeah. on like fucking steroids and then somebody's like, hey, should we be doing this? And Trump's like, the fucking we gave me cancer, bro. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> like,
1: <laughs>
2: that's the kind yeah. of brilliant thing about it is because like, how the fuck are we supposed to have like actual conversations about real fucking shit? Like, the guy who's in charge of it all is, like, obviously, I mean, we've all seen his butt. He's, like, fucking wearing a diaper. He's, like, <laughs> bullshit. Like, the guy's got a huge fucking dump truck. <laughs> I don't know what. Well, yeah,
0: well, that seems to be Roger Stone's, like, brand of, like, politics. Where it's, like, creates so much <laughs> chaos that you don't, like... Yeah. It's, like, a misdirection, like, with a magician. Like, it's, like... Let's do so much crazy shit with this hand that you don't see what we're doing with this hand. And this hand is just like us, like, you know, ruining the lives of black and brown people. And this hand, we have... and this hand, we're, like, screaming about Joe Biden's son smoking crack and, like, sucking dick. And we're just being fucking absurd. And it's just like... I don't know. I hope someone beats Roger Stone to death with that Barry Goldwater book. I hope like a little kid no I hope that old man's still alive that neighbor I hope he's like 110 years old and he just like (laughs) flies in the house from up to Roger Stone's house with his like tiny little fat Asian sidekick son and his talking dog and Roger Stone's (laughs) like whoa what's happening is this the movie up and then the old man gets out and he's like Roger do you remember me, Roger? And he goes, of course, you changed my life. That book set the course for all the events that have happened today. And he goes, and I regret that every day. And he just pulls out a copy of it and just fucking bashes <laughs> Roger Stone's head in. And as he's bleeding, some fucking Randy Newman song plays over his corpse just I, twitching.
2: I, I hope that Roger Stone dies because he enters... A wacky race and <laughs> crashes into a mountain because there was a tunnel painted on the side of it. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool too. <laughs> How do you hope he dies? On door?
3: <laughs> I hope all these um, people die in
0: Hanna Barbera ways.
3: <laughs> I I don't mind the the way that Travis described, but as long as it's like Chad Ochocinco instead.
0: He's the little boy.
3: He's no, he's the guy that kills Roger Stone.
0: Oh, like he sees it all happening and he's like. Yeah. Like the old man's like trying to beat Roger to death and they're like wrestling on the ground and Chad Johnson just comes by with his football to play catch with this old pal Raj. And he's like <laughs> Ocho, help me, help me And the old man's like, This man's brought so much evil into the world Please end him And he drops the football and picks up the book and you think he's gonna like bash the old man's head in and he just fucking boom bank bang and then roger sends dad and chad johnson drops to his knees and repents and gives his life over to carl marx
3: yeah just like that
0: <laughs> that's a good riff to end it on thanks uh cool. yeah so that was this week's episode um Please rate and subscribe. You can follow us on uh, Facebook at the Spin Doctrines Pod. Uh, we probably should set up an Instagram or something at some point. But uh, right now you can email us at uh, Pod at uh, gmail.com. If you have any stories you want us to cover or any dick pics you want us to see, we're <laughs> open to that. Uh, yeah, so until next time, goodbye for...
1: Ever. Goodbye.